I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help Let what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sibili. I'm Stephen Fontes. We welcome you into a Wednesday edition of Horse Nation. What's a little wrong? chaotic in the studio today before we get out Why is that? We're all pumped up because, uh, which one is it, Kid? Yeah, Kid's coming Kid in. from Kid and Play is going to be on the air with us. 12-15 on Friday. Biggest get in Orange Nation history. Yeah. Bigger get. Michael Bivens is a bigger get, right? I think he'd even admit that. Yeah, but he's coming in studio, so. He is? Oh, I thought that's what you told no, me. No, he's on the phone. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess, I, I thought you said he was coming into the studio. No. Yes, Michael Bivens is still greater than than Kid from Kid and Play. I have to. I would have to get uh, both of them in order to yes, top Michael Bivens. in order to trump Kid that. Kid and Play. Yeah. And then have him do the leg jump. Right. Then that would, that would, uh, that would trump uh, Michael Bivens then. Um, all right, let's set the table for today. We've got Eric Devendorf coming up at 1230. Uh, you can hear him on SU Basketball Post Game. Uh, you can hear him on the Devo Show on QSportsTalk.com. Uh, we'll talk basketball with uh, Eric coming up at 1230. Anthony Franco, uh, writer for MLB Trade Rumors. He'll join us nice. at uh, 1245. I We're going to apparently make our picks today, even though it's Wednesday. Why is it, Steve? Uh, we have a busy Thursday and Friday, I guess. Oh. That's what Jordan said. Why? I don't know. I didn't know that. Oh, you weren't on the the, the text. I, I don't think you read were. my text messages. Jordan said we have a jam packed show tomorrow, which is normally when we do it. And um, well, I, I would learn. He's how moving to, it up a day. I should learn how to run the board. Um, so kick it off the show. Let's be sportsy. I got tagged in a Twitter thread that I didn't want to be tagged in today. Tell me about it, Paulie. It's the end of the world for Syracuse basketball, Steve. Did you know that? It's not fun. It's not fun where they are. They're not playing any more good teams before Virginia, and it's Syracuse's fault that Louisville, BC, and Pittsburgh stink. Well, I don't know as if that's what... It's their fault. I'm not sure that that's what was being said. I think the more so it was... The concern about the number in the net ranking. Guys, they, if they can't beat a good team, they don't belong in the tournament, and then you get mad. All right? You've got all season to get better. And that's where I agree with you on this, in that it's a little early to be worried about the net ranking. Um, but with that being said, like I don't think it's there's too opportunity. Or, right. like, in a in two weeks, three weeks, you've Here, got Virginia. Here's the thing: this is I don't know if this and is going to make sense. I don't know if this is going to make sense. I think it's too early to be worrying about the net ranking, but it's not too early to be worrying about the resume. And I realize they go hand in hand, but I, I understand people are concerned because of the Colgate loss and the Bryant loss, and those are problems, right? They're going to have to make up for those. the The net ranking 
if they win games, the net ranking will work itself out. Right. Um, and and to your point, they've got opportunities now. They got to go out and they're going to have to beat some good teams. If they don't beat good teams, they don't belong in the tournament anyway. So I wouldn't worry so much about the net ranking right now. You know, that's more so for you know February and March where you're worried about quad one, quad two, so on and so forth. You you got you got to win games and you got to beat some good teams. And if you do that, you got to beat the bad teams. You, on your well, schedule right. too. Well, right. And you and that's what we talked about with that early start that you've eliminated your margin for error. And they have. I mean, the you know they need this one against Cornell. They got they got to beat the teams they're supposed to beat and pick off some of the ones that that maybe you wouldn't expect. Nice Virginia win on the road, and that might be asking a lot. But that would uh, that uh, that would erase everything that you've done wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I mean, it would. but like that's how quick the turnaround could be, guys. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you're saying it's if very you win, fixable. if you win the games leading up to that and then beat Virginia yeah yeah I think you wipe the slate clean of you know you can you're absolved of the Colgate and and uh and Bryant losses right if you beat Virginia you on the road. That, Notre- that's a big ask though but yeah I'm just saying the, the opportunity is there you can't ignore the fact that it's that this the net ranking can, can get better oh yes yes and that's what I'm saying don't worry about the net ranking right now um because it can be alarming I mean you look at it today and it's uh, it's what one sixty one. But why are you looking at it? Well, that, well yeah, that's my it's, next it's question. It's a little early for what that. What kind of life do you have that you're looking at that? Maybe out of curiosity. Hey, where, you know they they come out with it this early, so you know where where is SU? How bored are you that you're looking at net rankings? That doesn't seem like a fun life to me. Like I get paid to talk about this stuff, and I'm not looking at that garbage. Well, Joe Lenardi should be the only one that gives a damn <laughs> about that right now. I mean, it's not garbage as the season moves along. No, I, mean, I get it. It's a tool, and they use it, and it's important in February and March. But Syracuse I, still has Duke on their schedule. Yeah. They still have Virginia Tech on their schedule. They still have Miami on their schedule. Yeah, Virginia Tech twice. Yeah, they 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 can win games that will put them in the tournament. If they don't win, then you start complaining. Yeah, you've got they've got Vatek twice. They've got Virginia twice. Obviously, Carolina's on the schedule. You know, it's not the not the Carolina team we we thought. They'll going be fine. Into the season. They'll be a tournament um, team, yeah, and they sure. will be a good win if you can beat right. them. I mean, they were number one going into the right. year. Just pointing that out. Correct. Uh, you know, you got Duke on the schedule. That's a home game. I mean, you've got Duke, Carolina, Virginia, all here. You've got NC State here. Um, I mentioned you play Virginia Tech twice, so one of those play games Virginia is here. twice. Yeah, I mean, there, there are opportunities. Yeah, if they don't get in. It's going to be because they struggled in the ACC. It's not going to be, you know, it, it'll be. Well, it could be a combination of both. Yeah, it could be they, you know, if they're if middle comes of the down, road. If it comes down to them not getting in because of the Bryant game, or well, then I'll eat a shoe. But come on, it's not going to happen. They got games to win. Well, the Bryant and Colgate losses are both a problem because both of those teams – like we we thought at the time, and and it may turn out to be that way. I mean, Colgate may end up being the cream of the crop in the Patriot League again. Bryant may end up winning their conference. You, I think you have to hope for that yeah. for Syracuse. They they haven't been all that impressive after they beat Syracuse. So th- those two games have the potential to be problems. You know, right now again, if you go by the net rankings, right now they're quad three losses. Um, so those are problems. They gotta they gotta make up for those. And you know, so maybe they got to win an extra game or two in the ACC than than they would have otherwise had to. And the other problem is the ACC is uh, very top heavy. The bottom is not good. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we've discussed it. Um, you know, that Louisville's not good. I mean, you know, BC has some really head-scratching losses. You know, Maine, New Hampshire. Louisville is just a dumpster yes. fire. Yeah. Um, I don't think Florida State's that good, which is surprising. Um, you know, they're obviously off to a but really But they bad can start. figure it out, too. Like, like, I'm sure there's a couple fans at Florida State, but, like, come on. It, it, it's going to boil down to the conference and how they do. They're going to be like a top five team in the conference. That's basically what it looks like. Yeah, and that's not easy. No. I mean, that's not easy because you rattled off, you know, the the, the teams that, that are in the top 25 right now. And, you know, you've got – so, Vatek, Virginia, Duke, Carolina. Miami. And Miami. I mean, and, and Carolina is not what we thought they were. But they're, those are the five right – right, Carolina's not ranked. Those are the five right now that I think you would say – if the conference were to get five in, those would be the most likely candidates. Yeah. So, Syracuse is going to either have to supplant one of those – or, or win games, or win enough to make it so six going. Yeah. yeah, right, and and make the committee pick six. So just to say, you know, well, they just have to finish fifth in the conference. I don't know how easy that's going to be to do. Um, but they have the whole. There's a lot of basketball to be played, yeah. and I do th- I do see signs, and you know, not so much against Monmouth, but I do see signs that, that this team is getting better. Yeah, I didn't see it like like I I felt like that. Last year's team started at a point it got better, but the ceiling was much lower for last year's team. They weren't going to be able to defend against people. They were going to have to outshoot people, and they could do that, but it didn't work out. I feel like this team can defend, and I feel like the offense can get a lot better. Yeah, and they're still they are still trying to figure some things out. But you look at individual players. I think we've seen Judah. Judah started in a good spot. He's continued to get better. He's got twenty two assists and two turnovers in the last four games. Um, you know what you're getting out of Joe. Jesse looks like a much better player this year, and he was good last year. Um, I, again, I think you go on down the list of, you know, individuals are showing signs. Benny's showing signs that he's coming along a little bit. Um, you know, we've seen Malik Brown come in and, and you know, have an impact on games. John Bola, Jock. Chris Bell still needs to rebound, and, and we've you know we've heard from Jim Beheim on that. But I think individually they're getting better, and as a team they're getting better. And they've got one more non-conference game, and then they you know they could got to ease into the conference slate. They can't afford to lose any of these games. But you know Pittsburgh, BC, Louisville to start for this team, I think that's probably the best way they could start, right? I mean that's that's an ideal type schedule to ramp it up, um, give yourselves a little more time, a little more seasoning. Uh, before you play that that really important game down at Virginia on on January seventh, yeah, and uh, CBW saying Wake Forest went thirteen and seven last year in the ACC. Uh, they they lost a lot down the stretch, and you know it's I don't know. Syracuse, if you can pick off wins against the top twenty five teams in the ACC, you're going to get in. Let's put it this way. Um, if they finish sixth in the conference, they're going to be on the bubble, which is where you like them. It's fun. For I, you. I would like them not to be, but it'll be fun. <laughs> it will be. Sixth place gets you on the on the bubble at the very least, and then you you see. But the what other happens. thing is, like you look now at Wake Forest resume, and they beat UNC, but that wasn't a great win. <laughs> you know, going into the tournament. So. The the ACC struggled. Last year, and they had a reputation of not being a good conference last year, and they're they're not a good conference this year. So you will have to beat the the all the top twenty five teams, or not all of them, but you'll have to beat some of them in order to get in. 
I mean, but you need that anyway. You need a signature win. I, I do think the Bryant and Colgate games are, they could come back to bite him. And we said that at the time, especially the Bryant game, because they had already lost to Colgate. And the Bryant game, we knew it was going to be a close game. And sure enough, it was. Right. That one hurts. Right. That one hurts. Um, if you win games, you're going to, it's all going to work itself out. Yeah. It's not it's it's not as easy as just say, well, they just have to finish fifth in the conference. That that's that is a, a tough task. But they could do it. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on it or against it at this point. I mean, they've got a really good chance to start four and zero in conference play. You know, I already have the Notre Dame game under their belt. Pitt BC Louisville. Pitt and BC both at home. Louisville on the road. You know how I said that Virginia game will be a measuring stick? That'll be a measuring stick of how good you are against uh a top 10 yes. team, yes. and then the following game, we'll see how you are against the top 25 team because you got Virginia Tech. And that one's here. Yeah. You know, that one's here. And you, you know. You're going to have to win a road game or two in the ACC also. That's another thing that makes right. it even more difficult. Right. Well, and I, I think, you know, the, the committee always looks for that. And and one of the, the positive things about the resume right now is you did beat Notre Dame away. You did beat Richmond on a neutral site. Um, now, that doesn't quite make up for the losses that you have to this point, but you know, you've already got a couple wins under your belt away from home and you know, you would assume Louisville is going to be another, you know, got to be careful not to assume anything, but Syracuse is better than Louisville. I feel confident saying that. Um, but the rest of the way, you know, there, there are opportunities on the road. You're going to play Miami on the road. They're in the top 25 right now. Obviously Virginia on the road, Virginia tech, um, on the road. So you've got three ranked opponents away from home, you know, several more at home. Uh, the opportunities are there. You got to take advantage of those opportunities, though. All right, let's uh, let's hit our first time out. If you want to check in, do so at 315-437-7644. It's also the end of the world for Syracuse football, Steve. I don't know if you know that. You want to talk about that next? Yeah. The sky is falling in central New York. All right. Eric Devendorf joining us at 1230. Anthony Franco from MLB Trade Rumors at 1245. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Uh, I said you two or James Taylor yesterday as the show ended, but I found that Marvin Gaye had his first number one song on this day. So, so you called it an audible. Yeah. So if you're laying by the fire on the bearskin rug with your old lady while listening to Orange Nation, it's going to be your day. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's soulful. Good choice. You ever watched a documentary on him, man? What no. a life. No. His dad killed him. Crazy story. Killed himself? No, his dad killed him. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Messed up story. You should get into that. There's how wormhole you'll get into. Is You're going to make the, me Google that, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, Google the Marvin Gaye story. All right, so you said before the break that uh, the sky is falling for SU football as well. Uh, you're that upset about Deuce Chestnut? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a... I'm not one of those people that just like is freaking out about the net ranking or one guy entering the transfer portal. They, the transfer portal portal giveth and taketh away, Steve. 
Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is the nature of college sports uh, these days, and I think you got to get used to it. And I, you know, SU's lost nine guys. That isn't bad, to be honest with you. When you look around the rest of the college football landscape, um, obviously Deuce hurts, and I would assume that uh, it's related to Tony White leaving. Um, I don't see why he would have gone anywhere else if Tony White stayed. But, uh, you know, because normally it's playing time and opportunity, and, and Deuce had both here, playing time and opportunity, and was playing for a guy that he liked to play for. What if he goes to Nebraska I, and it's a trade? I think it's, uh, I think that is likely, don't you? Yeah, well, that would be weird. It'd be like a be weird. I think, be that, like a I think that would make sense. No, I know, but it'd be like I'm not saying weird in that sense. It would be like they it'd literally be like an off season trade between Nebraska and Syracuse. Uh, we'll send you our coach and our uh, and our defensive back, and uh, you send us your defensive back back. He's a four star, four star recruit. the The guy they've got coming in, Jaden Gould. Um, I don't know. It's as you said. the 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 portal taketh away, and the you know the, you know, the portal giveth, and the portal uh, taketh away. I mean, that's that's the nature of the beast in in college sports these days, and it's unfortunate. But that was the that was the thing, right? And that that was a big reason why they changed the rule that coaches could do whatever they wanted, and players couldn't. Players had to if they wanted to transfer. You know, if coach wants to leave, take a better opportunity, he can go. You know, uh, immediately, and he's you know literally the next day working for that school. And if you're a player, you had to sit out a year. And that's a big reason why they changed the rule. Yeah. It's yeah. it's fair, right? It, it makes sense. Your coach leaves. In this case, it was a defensive coordinator. You, If you want to go, if you want to follow him, you can. And you can play right away. And and I think that that is good for the athlete. It's not great for the fans, fans right? I, I understand that. But it's good for the athlete. And for so many years, the NCAA didn't always do what was best for the athlete. And you just got to hope that they can replace them and you move along and you get another seven-win season and everything's honky-dory. But it's way too early to be freaking out about that too, right? You don't know what the roster is going to look like next year. Correct. Um, obviously, the timing of this, it hurts you for the bowl game. It's also one play- football one player is not going to kill you unless it's your quarterback or like a running back, right? Yeah, but I mean, maybe not against this particular opponent because Minnesota wants to run the football. But you're, you know, you've lost Garrett Williams to injury. Now you lose yeah. Deuce Chestnut as well. You lose your two corners. Um, they got a good one coming in. They've got other guys. No, that I can know. Step I know. Up. I know. I you don't know, know how bad. Yeah, they the secondary may suck. But let's at least let it play out before we right. start freaking out. I just, you know, it. I, I do think I do think, and this is probably is going to be a popular statement, but I think as as things move along, they have to put some restrictions on it, and and in this case, like stay stay through the bowl game, and then you open it up after the postseason. But I realize everybody wants to get you know make their jump. They want to you know they want to enter the portal so they can find their next landing spot. I'd rather have them leave before the bowl game, Steve, so that way you can start working Develop on the younger guys. Yeah. But it also you know. I, I do think that this game matters to some degree to SU football, right? I mean, eight an eight win season right. would would matter to this program, given what they've been through the last twenty years. And it's just unfortunate that 
you know, you're going to have several guys leave before the game. You would assume but, that other guys might opt out, and it's going to be a, a different looking team on the field at Yankee Stadium than than we saw to close out. But it gives you a head start on the next. It does, year. right? I, I know, and that and that's important, obviously. So I, I get both sides of it, and that's why I said it might not be popular. But you know, if I'm an SU fan, I'd prefer Deuce Chestnut play in this game than not play in this game. Even well, he's, if he's gone. Even if he's moving on. You don't want to force a kid to play in a game he doesn't want to be here for. No, but then he could opt out. I do think that they should. I think they should I'd have it. Just let him. Go I think now. they should have it so you you can't move to another school or you know hit the portal. So like if you start the season, the portal remains closed until the last college football game of the year, and then you could jump if you want. Just my opinion. Dave in Syracuse, uh, kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Dave. Hey guys. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure this has anything to do with Tony White as much as I think there's NIL deals being thrown at these guys. I mean, to see Steve Linton go and um, I forgot who the true freshman cornerback was that just left last week before Deuce Chestnut. Um, But we joke about it, but college sports is now free agency. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that these guys got offers to go somewhere else. it's, It's money. And my question was, and you guys might have been talking about it while I was waiting on hold. I didn't hear, but are the are these guys still eligible to play with us in the bowl game if they've decided to put their name in the portal, or, or can the new guys come in and play, or how does that work? So if they put their name in the portal, they're not playing. It's like the the coaches when a coach says he's leaving, obviously he's gone. And, you know, and, and to Paulie's point, if Deuce Chestnut's leaving, you, you don't benefit at all from playing him. If you know he's leaving, you might as well work a younger guy in there and, and start building for next year. So um, I don't know how big of an NIL now, deal like Linton's getting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, Deuce, I'm sure there's opportunities yeah. for. Dave, I will say this. It, it, he, he can stand on the, fi- on the line with us, Paulie. Um, yeah. If you remember back to the Camping World Bowl, um, you know, they had a couple of transfers who who came in, right? Tristan Jackson, Abdul Adams, like th- those guys were, were eligible. So, it you know, depending on when, when it happens, um, you know, you, you – you may be eligible to play. My guess is that uh, you know they're going to go with guys who are currently on the roster. Okay, I mean that would make sense, and, and I'm just thinking the way it's going. I mean, we're, it seems to be leaving, leaving uh, two to three guys a day are leaving. It might get to a point where teams are going to cancel their bowl game. I mean, this they, they've got to get a hold of this because it, it, to me it's completely out of control. I know it's no big deal, Paulie saying it is, but. Uh, just the speed at, what, at which it's moving, I think it's terrible for college football, and I, I can't stand it. I'd rather see the guys that I grew up or that I watched start with us grow in the program rather than trying to learn new names all the time if you're a fan of the program. Yeah, uh, and Dave, we appreciate you checking in. And, uh, yeah, the, the question was asked in our chat section while we are having that discussion. Uh, Red Rob 1984 asking uh, – if uh, Deuce can come back or, you know, Linton can come back even if they put their name in the portal. Yeah, yes, you can come back, and we've seen that. We've seen it, it, Rare instances you see a guy put his name in the How portal and come back. How lucky was Syracuse to get John, John Bolajak? I was just going to mention, John Bolajak put his name in the portal, get. and he came back. Um, no, but it, it, it did happen, and, and now he's, he's playing. I know, I'm just being honest. He's playing. Snarky. So, um, yes, they, they you know, Deuce technically would be eligible to play. I, I can't imagine... Either he would want to play or the coach. I, I think it's probably a mutual 
parting of ways in this in this case. You know, a guy puts his name in the portal, you wish him luck, um, but you build towards the future and you get yeah. the, the younger guys some reps. Um I mean, I think that's uh you know, that's the way you play it. Steve, I got good news for you before we go to break. I forgot to tell you this before the show started. Our friends at uh, Rocky's Pub in Liverpool have brought us hamburgers. Is that right? For lunch. I'm hoping that they're still there and Jordan has not eaten them. We'll have to check that out during the break. Smash burgers, I believe what they're called. I'm going to eat well today because we've got we've got our holiday party at Channel 9 today as well. Oh, I wasn't invited. You don't work there. I've tried to get you on Bridge Street, but you uh I feel like I've turned me proxy. down both times. I could be your in two. Like Kim and I. I'm your <laughs> I'm your significant other from Galaxy. <laughs> Okay. Well, she's not going today. Oh, so. I could be your in one. <laughs> All right. Let's hit a timeout. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Eric Devendorf. I knew we had a guest coming up next. We've got Eric Devendorf uh, to talk SU hoops. We've got Anthony Franco here for MLB Trade Rumors uh, set to join us at 1245. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Hour number two of Orange Nation rolling along. We're a little late today, Steve. Well, we, we, we went that, long with uh, Anthony Frank. Yeah, I carried that interview. I'm exhausted. The rest of the show is yours. Uh, thanks to our friends at Rocky's Pub in Liverpool. That's right out by my uh, crib. I might have to roll over there and get that smash burger. Artist of the day, Marvin Gaye. Heard it through the grapevine. According to... Uh, According to our good friend Jordan Capozzi, our producer, Syracuse net ranking is uh, 161. And to him, these schools are shockingly better than Syracuse. Duquesne, Purdue-Fort Wayne, Detroit Mercy, Samford, and he didn't even pronounce this one right, Pepperdine. He called them Pepperdine. The waves, right? Yeah. In the same, uh, I believe that the, uh, they play Gonzaga, right? Yeah, they're out there on the that's West a Coast. Quad, that's a quad one win for them if they could. Well, be, if if they could beat, beat them, them. Yeah. yes. So maybe they're having the same conversation out there. Uh, you think Pepperdine fans are freaking out right now? Not. Don't worry. We're we're we one you know, sixty. We got Gonzaga on the yes, schedule. Yes, we can beat Gonzaga. We'll be okay. Let's go to Stefan. In. Uh, I believe he's in Utica. Stefan, what's up? Hi, guys. Uh, now, I was in attendance Saturday at the Georgetown game, and I'm wondering, where was everyone? The crowd was not that big. There there wasn't a lot of people there. And at one time, a Georgetown-Syracuse game crowd broke records. Now, the People need to show up and need to support the team. And uh, a Georgetown-Syracuse game is a big game, I feel. Yeah, uh, it's done. It's done. I, I tried to tell everybody this. If Even if, if North Carolina was playing Duke and Duke was really bad, that game would be sold out. Okay. 
It's done. They're it's not. Done. They're not in the same conference anymore. It's done. So it's uh, it's done. It's different. It, it, yeah, it is. It's a different. And, and as I said to you, and I stand by this: if Georgetown was playing like UConn, it'd be a big game, or Villanova for that matter. You would have more people there. It. it I think a lot of it is if Georgetown Syracuse was playing either off. one of those teams who are not in their conference, it would have been a bigger crowd. Yes, but if if UConn is coming off a year in which they were 0-19 in the Big East, I'm not, I am not. I don't know how much people would care. It's done. It is done. Put a fork in it. It's done. You could draw 19,000 by bringing anybody else in. Any other Big East. Goal. I think it serves a purpose. You know how I feel about it. I think it serves a purpose. And uh, yeah. if Georgetown were a little better, more people would care. Yeah, that helps your 161 net ranking. Thanks, Georgetown. All right, let's get another phone call in. How about Scooter and Jamesville up next on the show? Hey, Scooter. Hey, guys. They got a little old, old man minutia for you. Everybody, everybody wants, thinks everybody wants to practice for 15 more days to go to a bowl game. If you look up in the Syracuse archives, I believe it was during the Larry Zonka era, but Ben Schwartzler, even though he's kind of depicted as sort of a nice, real nice guy in the movie, Ernie Davis, he was pretty tough. Syracuse voted not to go to a bowl game because they didn't want to practice another 15 days of practice with Ben Swartzwater. So they actually turned down a bowl game in, I think, the late 60s, early 70s. I I think it was Adam Carey that told me that the practices between the end of the season and a bowl game are the worst. They're terrible. He he hated them. Yeah, and this is is back, I think, the Larry Zonka era where, remember, there wasn't that many bowl games. I mean, you, in fact, if you look in the 70s, Syracuse had winning records and didn't go to bowl games. And, uh, but this, was, this, I think, under the Larry Zonka, could have been 67, 68, that they voted, the team voted not to, you know, not to, not to go because they just didn't want to have 15 more practices with Ben Swartzwater. <laughs> yeah, Brian Higgins in our chat has a good point. He jumped out of a plane into Normandy, I'm guessing. Yeah. He, was not, he was pretty tough. Yeah. He was tough, and, and but that, that, that's kind of funny. In fact, the reason why Manly Fieldhouse was built was because they had no place to practice for bowl games. And so they built they built Manly Fieldhouse, and that originally had a dirt floor. I don't know if you remember going way back. That's why I call it the unsterile Manly Fieldhouse compared to sterile because the old, the old days when you're playing basketball there, you could actually, when someone's shooting a three-throw for the opposition, everybody would start stomping. It kind of looked like the London Fog because all this dirt would start floating up and it kind of distract the uh, shooter trying to shoot the three-throw. The but craziest thing what... about back then is I think about is people used to smoke. Like cigars yeah. and cigarettes oh, in the yeah. games, and it, like there'd be players running around just sucking in that secondhand smoke. Well, the, the key game is you guys ever want to go back and look at a game that put Syracuse on the map was in '73, the Valentine's Day massacre at St. John's, where where you had to be there at four o'clock in the afternoon for an eight o'clock game to get general admission was majority of the seats, and they had they always had a prelim. And you couldn't hear the loudspeaker or anything for almost six straight hours in that game. I never heard noise that was that long. And it, it was an incredible game to begin with, but the, just the noise for that. But that, that's what Manley Fieldhouse was. And that's why, I don't know if everybody's going to write a book about that. That's when Roy Danforth tried to keep the zoo under tack. And he told, I think, I think, I think Jimmy Valzano 
was actually coaching Bucknell. He says, if you keep the, if you keep the chants legible, I'll come down and actually do a chant with you if you ever get a 30-point lead. And sure enough, they got a 30-point lead, and here's a coach for Syracuse going down and actually leading chants against Bucknell. How about that? Is that it, Scooter? Yep, that's it, guys. Appreciate you. you checking in. We need to do story times with Scooter. I love it. I love when he calls in. He always adds to the show. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. I want to get back to the Georgetown thing. People saying if if it was ten and zero and nine and zero, there'd be thirty thousand people. Yes. Yeah, that's not happening. No, but that's true though. I don't know that it is. No, it's true. It, you know how hard it is to put thirty thousand in the dome now. It's not like it used to be. As I said, if that if if Georgetown were UConn and you were talking about the number two ranked team in the country and they're unbeaten, okay, the place is jumping. If if the number two ranked team was Purdue and they were coming, yes. there would be that many yeah, people. Yeah, I, I understand. But you're saying that but nobody you guys cares. Are trying to you're, saying nobody, you're saying but nobody you're cares saying about Georgetown. Just because it's Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, they care. They don't care that it's Georgetown. They care that it's the number two team in the country. Nobody cares that it's just Georgetown, which is pe- why people didn't go. I'm saying if Georgetown That's were better, it's more dead. people would care. It's dead. Dead. Someone's saying if it was irrelevant, why would they replay it on ESPNU? Because it's irrelevant and it's ESPNU. That's why there's you don't want to be replayed on ESPNU. You want to be replayed on bigger stations. You're basically filler programming at that All right, point. We're, we're just we're not gonna agree on this. Um I think I think it serves a purpose. And I think if Georgetown were better, people would care more. Yeah, and I think if anybody better was here, it would sell just as many tickets. I mean, you heard the comments from the players going into the game. Like they, they get it. Like they, if Bryant was number two in the country, it'd be sold out. Yes, I get it. There is the added element, the added storyline of what Georgetown brings. The storyline was great. It's just I don't know. I we're holding on to something that we we want it to be great, and it's just not anymore. It's just not. I'll, I'm done talking about this. All right, you circled back. I did because it came up in the chat. All and right, I, I like to, I like to appease our listeners. Do they want to hear me lose my mind over something stupid? I'll do it for them. All right, now we're going to take another time. Am out. I allowed to do when when it finally does end? Am I allowed to like burn it like I burned the my buddy doll? You can do whatever you want and hold a mass for it, and bury it. Su four and zero since then, by the way. You're welcome. Pepperdine's resume, by the way, yes, I, I Googled it while Stefan called in. Uh, they, they've lost games uh, at Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, that's a pretty good they, loss. They lost by 47 uh, to UCLA, who's pretty good. Uh, lost by 8 to Nevada. Lost by 3 in overtime to UC Santa Barbara. Those are their four losses. And they've got, obviously, Gonzaga on the schedule, as we mentioned, twice, because they're in conference. Got you. So watch out for the waves. If you tuned in today expecting Pepperdine's resume, <laughs> you win. You're you brought, a winner. You brought it You're up. the happiest li- listener you brought on earth. Could you, get, could you break down Purdue-Fort Wayne's uh, resume for me while we're at it? All right, I'll look during the break. Uh, I can't wait to hear who they're good... How many quad one wins does Purdue-Fort Wayne have? 315-437-7644. Phone lines open the rest of the way. we got to get to our pick segment a little bit early. Tomorrow's a jam-packed show. Uh, We're back after this on ESPN.